Welcome to Parenting Decoded, a podcast for practical approaches to parenting. I'm Mary Eschen. In my previous podcast about food battles, I was talking about troubles with younger kids. However, parents of teens and tweens also tend to have issues with food. I'm going to talk about what you can do with issues like kids skipping meals, the emotional instability of having hangry kids, and how to react to different types of diets teens may try. I hope you enjoy it. First, I'm going to look at what to do about kids who skip meals. We've all heard that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, right? Well, so many teenagers just skip it. That's not healthy at all, and we know it. Or how about teens who just eat french fries for lunch at school? Or just a piece of cheese pizza day after day? They're all growing still. Don't they understand their brains need veggies and omega-3s? They need real protein, not just carbs, right? However, lecturing doesn't do a thing. It doesn't change a thing, does it? Sometimes we might be able to guilt them into eating a granola bar on their way out the door to school in the morning, but it's only due to our nagging, not because they believe us. So what do we do? We have to let go. Just let them own their own food. Our job is the same as when they are little. We provide healthy choices, and they decide what and how much. We can tempt them with their favorite dinner if we want, but we have to restrain ourselves from being upset if they decide not to eat it. We need to let them do this as long as we see negative food behaviors like anorexia or bulimia. Those are serious conditions that need medical help right away. But as long as you're not feeling, A medical emergency is imminent. Just let it go and give them love and encouragement. A dear friend of mine had a son who only ate a certain type of pasta, plain, and Doritos every day from about middle to high school. He was actually known as the Dorito Kid by some kids. Well, he's out of college now. He has a great job and he loves the outdoors. He's fine. And mom was wise to bide her time with his eating. The next topic is what to do about hangry kids and the emotions it creates. If your kids, teens, turn into hangry monsters when their blood sugar levels go off the charts, try, and you should try to get some food into them if they'll let you. But don't nag, just offer. Then, just like I talk about in podcast number two where I talk about teens and their emotions, you want to wait until they are calm before you talk to them about this, maybe even a day or two later. And you need to talk to them about what you noticed and how it affected you. Something like, gee, you were really out of sorts yesterday. It seems like you were hangry and really grumpy. Can we talk about that? You're looking for them to say yes, so that you can have a discussion. Keep in mind that a discussion is different than a lecture. You need to ask questions, not tell your child what to do. Ask them how they felt and what they could do about it. Would they like some suggestions? If you keep a loving and empathetic tone and allow them to own the problem of their hangriness, things will go much better than if we just sit them down and we are frustrated and angry. How about kids who have weird diets? I'm calling them weird diets because they can be. These years seem to be ones where our kids want to experiment with lots of behaviors, and sometimes it has to do with food. 
Maybe you're a family who eats meat, and all of a sudden your teen decides to be a vegetarian and upsets your whole meal planning. Or maybe they go on a keto diet or a bulletproof diet or any number of other fad diets. It can be stressful and frustrating from a parental point of view, especially when you think it's not healthy. My encouragement would be interested in why your child is choosing to change and maybe even experiment with them by looking up recipes and cooking with them. I would not change my entire family over to the new plan, but I think showing respect for their new ideas and having a bit of fun with them can really help build a positive relationship. One son of mine did the bulletproof diet for a while. Coffee with butter in it was not my favorite thing, but I did try it for a while. He moved on to some sort of protein-powdered bodybuilding diet, and I let him use his own money on those protein powders, and he did his own research on what to use. It was fine, and he moved on from that, too. Another friend of his was on vacation with us once, and he was very dedicated to the keto diet, which was super challenging, but I used it as a learning experience again and even tried it myself for a while. It wasn't for me, but I think having an attitude of allowing our teens to expand our horizons really builds bonds in ways that grow stronger and stronger over time. That's actually it for now on my thoughts about teens and and food, but I hope you found it interesting in dealing with their food issues. If you have more questions about teens and food that I didn't cover, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email at mary at parentingwithlogic.com, and I'd be happy to cover it in a future podcast or just have an email exchange with you. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and I look forward to continuing to decode the world of practical parenting in the future. <music>